What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Police Off the Cuff. What episode is this now, Bill? I know you're right on top um, of it. Well, no, it's down the road. I mean, because we have, this is probably like around 60 or 61. Yeah, right. That's a lot, man. We're yeah, we have some, obviously, a lot in the briefcase that we haven't released yet. In the can, they call that. In the can, in the okay, call. I'm not in the show. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to Police Off the Cuff. My name is Mark DeMeo. I'm your host, and this is my co-host over here on the left, the very handsome Bill Cannon. This is the new desk. You didn't, yeah, you we got didn't. a new desk. People have been requesting it. They didn't like the other desk. And this one's kind of sort of soundproof. Not, almost. It's not as bad as the other one. But, the other um, one, guys like to play the piano on it, you know? Yeah, everybody it's always happening. banged on that thing. But listen, we got a, a really great guest. This is what we do. We bring a... We started dubbing it the Hall of Fame, which isn't really fair. We have no... Uh, we're not in charge of picking who a great cop is, whatever, but we just like to introduce uh, fans of law enforcement to uh, to great cops, and we got another one here today. Phenomenal career. Hold on one second, because this uh, this is something else, man. Well, Mark, I could just say that uh, his peers are the ones who uh, yeah, there's a lot of that made me aware here. of Walter, not himself. It's not like he called me up and said, hey, I want to be on your show, I'm a great <laughs> cop. Other people called me and said, hey, yeah. That's Put great. Walter Wazalewski on. Walter Wazalewski. Uh Here we go. Uh, Walter was a Bronx cop, right, Walter? 4-6, four, 4-6 six, four, six freezing. First of all, let's just say hello to you. What's up? How How's are you? Thank you for having me. I'm Thanks honored. for coming in. Thank you. I know we're starting off a little choppy here. He's got a good tan, too, right, from Brazil. Yeah, we're going to get to that. But before we, <laughs> before we do any of that, I just want to run through the numbers here, the stats. Like, this is the back of your baseball card right here. All wow. right, so... Um, you're a New York City cop. You did 20 years, 11 of them in the street. And in that time, you made almost 1,200 arrests. You assisted in over 3,000 collars. Took 130 loaded firearms, including several machine guns off the street. Over $200,000 in U.S. currency that, uh, that you gave in, right? Pretty much. All right. <laughs> he vouched it. Yeah. One, one for you, two for me. That's another story. But uh, hundred pounds, uh, oh, uh, hundreds of pounds of marijuana, cocaine. You ch- you vouched the cocaine too, huh? Yeah, ah, that's a fucking waste. Crack <laughs> and heroin. You got involved in five shootings. Made five bribery arrests. Oh my god, man, that's some career. And here's the kicker: one exceptional merit. These are the rewards. Eight accommodations, thirty-two uh, meritorious police duty, and this is the, this is my favorite part: a hundred and forty-seven EPDs. So he couldn't turn that in for one Medal of Valor. One hundred and forty-seven <laughs> EPDs. They, they used to have a chart. Where, you know, where, where, what number would you give in to, to three, make Medal Three day? more. If you had one hundred and fifty, they may have said, "Okay, we'll give him one Medal." Yeah, of man, you were three shy. Well, I'll tell you this: uh, part of what I do is you know research in NYPD Valor. And uh, we have a little group that we're trying to get the get the numbers on. It's called the Hundred EPD Club, the Hundred Excellent Police Duty uh-huh. Awards. So some people wrote like, "Oh, that's not that big. That's not that important." But yet, there's it's actually in the history of the whole police department, the NYPD. There's right now I'm at about forty forty five that, that have, have over a hundred. Over a hundred, yeah. That is important. So you that's know, EPDs. Walter, we spoke about it before. People that say, "Oh, I didn't write that up." Most of them, or didn't have any medals, was because they didn't do anything. Not because they didn't write anything up, you know. Yeah, you, you hear that a lot. Well, yeah. t- tell, even tell our audience, what's the procedure to get a citation on the NYPD? Well, it's changed over the years, but as per the patrol guide, it's supposed to be one of your peers, a boss, actually puts you in for it. But as you know, in our time, if you didn't do it, write it up, right. you know, actually do the legwork and uh, have a sergeant sign off on it, it would never get done. Right. So it's very rare that somebody, one of your peers, actually reaches out and does it for you. So you have to write it up yourself. That's sort of a strange system when you think about it, right? Yeah, I didn't care for it, to be honest with you. It's not written that way currently in the patrol guide. It actually says it's to be written up by you know a partner, a supervisor, right. and or even a civilian member. But you know, I swear, I, I saw what he did. <laughs> well, I can understand. I can understand if somebody, if, if your boss says to you, "Listen, I'm going to put you in for an award. Write it up." You know what I'm saying? If right. if he said to you, I'm, "I want to put you in for uh, a merit," you know, EPD, whatever, write it up yourself then okay right. i'll write it up myself he sure. wants me to you know he's gonna put it in for me 
But for me to, you know, do it all by myself, I think I deserve a, uh, an award on this one and, and bring it to your boss. With, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that day. Yeah, it sounds strange, right? It, it, it's come a long way. I mean, now it's all uh, computerized where mm -hmm. we used to have to do the carbon paper and flip five copies, flip it over, get it signed, and, and so oh, on. Is that so what forth. you had to do? Yeah. Oh, Today you I just never, submit, never, the, you submit the video. <laughs> I never, yeah, never got yeah. a medal. <laughs> well, right. I can lend you a few. You, like. you know, I remember the, it has nothing to do with medals, but when I, I applied for the finest uh -huh. foundation scholarship when I was going to go for my master's uh -huh. degree, and you're supposed to get your commanding officer to recommend you. And of course, I had to write. Uh -huh. I was fantastic what I wrote about myself. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, he yeah, just yeah. signed it because yeah. I got the finest. You know what's annoying though is that you can't wear the rack now. You should. You earn that fucking thing. You should wear it every day. <laughs> yeah, man. You know how freaking well, cool <laughs> that suit would look right there if you had the rack on it right now. That would look pretty there's cool. There's a few yeah, photos man. floating around me in my hot tub with the rack, but that's that's another it's subject. It's such a waste. Going to bars. Why would you even have to like? You should be. You earned it. You that's should right. be able to wear it everywhere <laughs> you could really but what are you going to put the pin in through it wouldn't hold up right yeah it would be tough It'd be tough t-shirts right imagine detective pat down in myrtle beach with his rack on you know trying to get some free beers at the yeah, bars down there yeah, yeah i mean how do you, you you wouldn't have to bother like going through and explaining your whole career like oh my god did you did you ever shoot anybody like duh look <laughs> can't you see <laughs> what do you think that stands for a couple of notches on the uh, on the belt, on the belt, right? belt and, yeah, the, yeah. and the awards. Really, we got to change them up. But they should actually now we have all these graphics. It should actually maybe show you what you did. You know what I'm saying? So if it was like you know you got into a shooting, there'd be like you know like a head there and then a little gun there. Or it could have <laughs> www.waltherwazalewski.com and it would yeah, go yeah, right yeah, to yeah, the yeah. video. Yeah. Right? Not a bad idea. So. <laughs> Listen, um, Walter, unfortunately, Bill didn't get the memo, but we, we told you we're going out to a club after this, and you didn't even get dressed. <laughs> nah. What the hell, bro? But That's Walter, how you go to clubs? Walter's got an expensive watch on. I got my I like $60 watch. You know? I like Walter's style. He's Walter, Walter's good, ready man. to go Flattery out. Flattery will get you everywhere. He's in executive He's ready protection. to go out at any time. <laughs> if you said, let's get on a, uh, I forget, I'm not mentioning any, any type of aviation right now, uh, because... Uh, Today, you know, yesterday, uh, Kobe Bryant passed away, and that, that's horrible. So yeah. um, you can get a, in a limo right now, let's say. And, uh, you know, you know we, what could I want go, we could go to AC right now. You know what I want to know? How many guns you got on you right now? Uh, just one. Just one, okay. Yeah, just one. Yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, I, I always carry two. Oh, ah, welcome to the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> Those are guns? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so where are you living now? I live in Dutchess County, New York. Okay, because uh, you were telling us you just came back from Brazil. Was I that did. a vacation or business? Uh, half, half vacation, half business. What kind of business are you in right now? Uh, I do some executive protection. Moving kilos? Oh, no, no. <laughs> God, <laughs> executive no. protection. Yeah. <laughs> and who's, uh, so I like high, high, I guess high-end clients, right? I've done anything from billionaires to some celebrity work, some uh -huh. people on Broadway, some music people. If he uh, mentions names, he'll, he'll have to kill you. I get so, some names I can't mention. <laughs> Are you part of a team that you go with these people, or just one on one? Uh, this particular thing was one on one, but uh, I do work with a group. Uh huh. Yeah. And when you go to another country and you're you're actually obviously working, you have to be with that other person whenever whenever they want to move. <laughs> and even when they don't move, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds cool on paper, but a lot of it's uh, just waiting around. Just waiting for around, you hurry up and wait. Yeah. So there's nothing like you, if you wanted to go, like you know, walk around and check some shit out. You no. Can't. No, ninety nine point nine. No, yeah, there's no time that they go to sleep. No, That's but why I actually did both, so I I got you know it was vacation also. Uh -huh. so yeah, because you got you got good color. It's hot down there. Yeah, and dangerous. I mean, if you go with somebody that you know, if you have to protect somebody that's cool and they like to go to the beach and you know check out you know broads and drink and get fucked up all day, then that's a great guy to work with. Not bad to get paid to do. Yeah, that. Yeah, but then again, you also have to do. You have to stay a little sober. Because like that kid Walter, in school. Give me a dollar. What, what years were you in the four six? Uh, I got to the four six in eighty seven. Well, well, go back to the to the beginning if you're gonna do that. Just where did you grow up? Grew up in the Bronx, uh -huh. uh, mostly the Pelham Bay area. That's where I live now. I live in the was um, it called Country Club? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, wasn't far nice. from there. Wasn't far from there. That's where they had the Son of Sam. Was uh, that's right? The first. Uh, it was right on the corner of my block. I oh, really? It. Yeah, I missed it by. I actually, was very good friends. But that's with where family. they collared him, right? No, no, that's where he went for the last girl, right? The no, last shooting? no, his, his first shooting was on the corner of Mayflower and Bureau Avenue. Well, actually, the, well, the one with the the parking ticket. He lived in Yonkers, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was you talking about the block with the parking ticket? No. 
No, no, no. The first shooting, again, was in the 4-5. It was on uh, Mayflower oh. and Bureau Avenue. And uh, I actually knew the family. It was uh, Donna Loria was one of the girls. That's that right. Was shot. And uh, her brother, actually, Louis Loria, went on to be a 4-6 cop. Okay. And he was, uh, I believe he worked up in the squad. Mm-hmm. Detective, yeah. He um, he pretty much shot people that were in lovers' lanes inside cars, right? That were well, that particular shooting was she was home in front of her building. I believe she was with a girlfriend, and uh, you know they were just coming out from a night out and just walked up to them and you know indiscriminately wow. you know murdered her. Uh, and then there was another one on uh, Hudson River Parkway, which similar to what you're saying was right. like a lovers' lane type thing, a boyfriend and girlfriend, but. Uh, yeah, so that's where I grew up. I grew up in the four I remember, or five. I remember that 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 summer. I was little. I was a little kid, but I remember all the girls cutting their hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Cutting their hair. That's where all the girls started running around. Became a new. Uh, well, because it was said he targeted women with long brown hair. Yeah, so they, yeah. All, they all cut their hair short. Yeah. It was crazy times. I remember in that that area was uh, it was a predominantly Italian neighborhood, and uh, there was a lot of quote unquote wise guys mm-hmm. like patrolling at night. And right. If you just didn't look right, you got the daylights beat out of you. Uh, it was a different time. Yeah. 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 I remember hanging out in the corner, um, and, the, the, you know, cops pull up, take a walk. And, you know, what'd you do? You picked up the radio, we took a walk, we're heading to the park. If you didn't, if they had to come around the block again, somebody was going to get uh, a... Yeah. Then when you got home, your parents beat you. Yeah. yeah. So. But, um, so, what, where'd you go to high school? I went to Lehman High School. Lehman, what'd you, sports and stuff? I wrestled in high school. Yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, what made you, what, what drew you to the police well, department? my dad told me, my dad was a, a worked for the city. Uh, he worked for transit. Uh, he was a signal maintainer. And one thing my dad taught me, is like, kid, no matter what you do, take every civil service test there is. Mm-hmm. Whether you think you're going to do it or not, just take it. And I did that. And I first got called by the New York City Health and Hospital Police. And it was kind of funny. I thought I was a cop. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you did that for a while? Yeah, I did that for about nine months. That was a, that was a buff with, job, right? I, I worked with somebody who went through that route, too. We used to bust his chops. Well, you know what's funny? I, I worked at Bellevue Hospital. Uh-huh. And I rocked and rolled every day. Uh-huh, I mean, I, people, yeah. And it was good experience. It, you know, I worked in the psych ward for a while. And it was uh-huh. good. It was good. You know, But again, I thought I was a when cop. When you say I rocked and I rolled every day. I fought every day almost. It was, it's like a, a, a hospitals in New York City are like a city in themselves. Yeah. There's always something going on, right? Yeah, and Bellevue, like, come on. You uh-huh. see the honeymooners? We're going yeah. to Bellevue. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, that's psychiatric ward. It's, uh-huh. it's world-renowned. And uh, You wind up becoming just as crazy as they are. Man, I'll tell you. And then <laughs> after that, I got called by the Department of Corrections in New York City. Oh, you did that too? I worked at Rikers Island for a year. A year to the day. Wow. Yeah, I wow. started So there. you did a year in Rikers. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you would have if you would have done one more one more day, you would have had to go upstate. <laughs> You're actually right. <laughs> state trooper. But actually you could do back to back one year bids, but that's another story. That's right? a tough job, a correction officer. Right? It sucks. There's yeah, no other way of putting it. It sucks. Uh, I did it was a good experience. I remember the first day I walked into a dorm. It was myself and like seventy inmates and me. And I was like what oh, did I shit. do? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I heard some one of the inmates go, oh, man, it's one of them rookies, you know, and I sucked my stomach in, put my chest out, and I'm like, get up, get up for the count, get up. And they're like, oh, man, there's one of them hard-ass guys. He's a Marine Corps. And I was like, thank you, God. They don't, you know, I was scared to death. I mean, I said, what did I get myself into? And, like, you know, I, I went there. I had a semi-articulate uh, vocabulary. Mm-hmm. After about a month, I was just, like you say, doing jail time. You start, yeah. talk, oh, you start talking like that. You start them, talking man. like them. You start, you know, it's just... It's, there's no bringing him up to your level? <laughs> <laughs> not that my level was all that high. I'm not, uh-huh. not going to brag on that one, but I, I'll tell you what. After, and the, the funny thing was the police department called me like twice. And I thought, yeah, I'll stick it out. You know, I took corrections, you know, maybe. And I'm like, who am I fooling? Uh-huh. I, I came home one day and I was like, Pop, I can't do this anymore. I go, He's like, wait, I don't want to hear this, you know. And the phone rings. It was my investigator from the mm-hmm. NYPD. That's great. Good timing. Yeah. Like, what, that was the advice your father said, take as many civil service yeah. tests. Smart idea. And, and it rolled and, right and, into and it. And I'll never forget, the detective called me up. And he's like, kid, you want this job? And I'm like, I will give you my firstborn. <laughs> he's like, come on in here. You know, and I remember you had to, when you had to go for the interviews, remember yeah. you had to go in a suit. And at the time, you wore that's the suit you wore there, too? Actually, uh, <laughs> uh, I think I own one you suit. You still fit in it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I actually do. You're in great shape. I own, uh, I own like, one suit at the time. And that's I think the was, funny thing about that line, is that when you see all the recruits coming in, a lot of kids got their disco suits on. That's right. Because that's the only suit you own. It's like a baptism suit. <laughs> I, you know, I, it's the same suit that you wear through the, the whole recruitment phase. It's true. Back then, they would interview your neighbors, too, right? Yeah. They would come Well, around. I'll tell you what. The funny thing was, uh, I mean, when I got hired for corrections, they literally 
found like a library book that was late. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Like they, they were like, well, you did, you know, you had a speeding ticket, you know, 30 years. Corrections you're talking about? Yeah, it was so hard to get on. And, and when PD called me, the guy was, he's like, kid, I'm retiring. He goes, I got to close out my kid. My kid. He, I went in there, and the funny thing was, when I first took, you know when you take the photo, you take that, yeah. that little, you know, photo. That's when they, the they, they put uh, on your they retirement when you, when, when you retire. Well, well, I didn't get that, but that's, <laughs> that's another story for later. But uh, so, so when I went in, I was about 20 pounds heavier. You know, I was in great shape. You know, I was tan. I had this, like, high and tight. And the guy's like... That's not you. Uh-huh. Like, get out of here. Like, he's calling the whole office around, you know. Yeah. And he, he put me in the next class. Wow. And, and the funny thing was, he put me, he retired. I got on the job. I was making arrests in NSU. I, mean, I did my training, NSU 5, which is the 3 0, 3 4. Yeah. And uh, somebody, I guess, wanted to close out. I still, you have like 18 months or whatever. And, and I'm like, I make collars already. You can, you know, what do you mean you want to close me? You know, I'm a cop, you know, and sure enough, they did. But, uh, mm-hmm. oh, well, it used to be a year and a half. Now it's two years, I think, you're on probation. Yeah. 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 Well, years? actually, it was yeah. a year. It was a year when I came out. Well, now it's two. Now it's two, yeah. 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 Ah, I don't know. It, it's just okay. Yeah, I don't know. There's good they points. You can get rid of for any reason in, in those two years, right? Some reasons why it's a little bit easier. Some people, you figure out that they shouldn't have been on the job, and there's other. That's true. Well, now, I mean, what's, what's interesting, I mean, back when, I, I mean, I came on PD in 86, and, uh, I mean, I think they gave the test, like, once every year, like, two years, maybe three years, if not more. You know, mm-hmm. if you weren't on that list, you know, you had to wait a long, long time. Right. And uh, now it's like, I think it's like an open test. I think you could just file yeah, online. Yeah, you can take and, it every and, day. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's come a the long way. The only thing, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I mean, what can you do? You score 100. I think you could probably take it multiple times. Well, except it's harder and harder for them to get people to come on the job. I yeah, think. no kidding. My yeah. time, you did, all you needed was uh, I had a GED. Yeah, you know now you Me need too. you need a college. You, you need know, a degree. No, no, right? I didn't have a GED. I graduated high school. Yeah, I, no, I, had GED. I had a GED. Yeah, I mean, now you need you know four years of college. Yeah. You need a degree. So I mean, I don't understand why you need that. That's a big waste of time. Just make the age twenty five. You know, I, if somebody I, knows the trade. What they can't get on the freaking job. The guy, let's say you you're a plumber. You're you don't have a four year degree. What do you need a degree for? I was an electrician. That's I, my degree. I, I believe their thought, school of thought is, you know, you're going to get a more mature person. Yeah, right. it's a big you know, waste more. of time. You want to get somebody who's 25 years old because when you when you hire them that young, that's when you, you know, give them five more years to screw up their life because by the time you're 25, if you haven't gotten arrested for a felony, you're probably, you're probably a halfway decent person. Yeah, yeah man. Well, they used, to, they used to let you come on at 20. I, thought, I think that was a little bit too young. Uh I don't know about that. Is yeah. that, uh, I mean, I think there was a certain limit. No, it was 20. It was 20. It was 20 because people used to buy beer. If you oh, were 20 right, right. and you, you came on, they used to pull you right, right. out of the yeah, academy. Right. That, that, that is correct. They, they'd pull you right out of the academy, especially if you look young, and you go into this unit, you collect EMD. investigative time, yeah. and once you become 21, then they put you back in the academy. This right. way you also don't learn the language either. Right. Crazy. So, um so what'd you, what'd you, what what year did you say that you went? Well, I came on in 86. Oh, in 86. Uh, when I graduated academy, I went to uh, NSU, which is Neighborhood Stabilization Unit Number 5. Covered the... It was in Manhattan, 3-0. 3-0, 3-4. Yeah. So you were living in Long Island and you nope. were commuting? Bronx. Oh, yeah, you were Bronx, in the yeah, Bronx. Bronx. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. So I, I remember the first day I showed up, it was we turned out of the 3-0, and I was like, what did I get myself into? That place right rocked out. too. That was that was. So you I, was you oh, you were scared again. You know what? I was right? concerned. I think that's the word. Concerned. <laughs> I was concerned. I mean, I remember my first day out there in uniform. I'm like, am I? I felt like I was trick or treating. I'm like, what yeah. am I? Like, what am I? Like, what am I doing here? Like, uh-huh. how did this happen? You know, it's like a costume, right? It was. It I was. Always it was. Used to say that. Let me go put my costume on. Well, especially if you're not from like that specific area, and you just you see the culture. Oh yeah, the people yeah. going to work. The people, how they live in that area. The, it's every a big day, difference. You see the same people every day, right? It's such a big difference of what part of New York you're in, yeah. of what, like, the energy is in that well, area. Even, like, the Bronx. Like, okay, so I originally, like I said, I, I lived in the 4-5 precinct, and at the time, their crime was, like, zero. Right, nothing. Uh, you know, I, then when I eventually went to the 4-6, mm-hmm. which was, I think, three miles away, it was night and, day, night and day. It was a war zone where I worked. I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, I remember I knew a guy who worked at a desk in the 4-6, uh, and he said, cops coming to and from work are told not to stop at the lights and have their gun in their in their hands. No, I never didn't heard tell that. Because yeah, no, 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 no. cops were getting stuck up coming mm-hmm. to and from work. Isn't uh, that true? I, I, I never, ever, ever heard that. It's never happened to me. I mean, I got in a couple incidents on the way to they, work. They may have known who you were, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's uh, it was so. You get to uh, the first command was the four six. Where did you say you worked? The four six? The four, no, you, you worked in Manhattan. So you worked in the NSU in Manhattan. How long did it take you for you become to become a collar guy? Because you said you were, uh, you were still uh, your case was still open. You're still on probation. And you're over here making all these collars. I honestly, right off the bat, I, I started making arrests. Uh, so the, this scared kid, all of a sudden, I guess you weren't that. I'm going to use the word concerned. Yeah. Concerned. <laughs> concerned. But it didn't stop you. You didn't. No. Did you make your first gun collar in NSU? Or I did not. You I did actually not. made my first gun collar. Actually, I made it in the 4 4. It wasn't even the 4 6. What kind of collars were you making in NSU? Drugs. Really? Drugs. A few, I made a few good. Rob, I made a robbery of a jewelry Observation? store. Yeah, all on the street. Matter of fact, uh, my first collar was a drug collar. And uh, I knew something was going on. I saw an exchange and mm -hmm. saw money. And I just grabbed both of them. And in uniform? Took, it was in uniform. And uh, one guy took off. And I grabbed the other one. I, I cuffed him. And. I put it over the radio. I'm like, uh, you know, because we used to have FTU, uh, not FTU. Right. Uh, uh, what do they call it? No, the detectives that used to be the, tra the oh, field, the field, field training, training detectives. Yeah, FTOs. So I was like, uh, and they're like, oh, can you raise my FTO or whatever? And I'm like, yeah. What's the condition? I think I have one under. <laughs> oh, rookie, you think you don't yeah. know? Blah, blah, blah. And and I forgot. Uh, it was the CEO of the three four was around the corner, and he turned on. I think he was a captain at the time. He got out and he's like. All right, what do you got? And I showed him. He's like, all right, you know what to charge him? And I'm like, I know it's 220. I didn't know, like, the exact. He's all right, write this down and, you know, this and that. And, and then uh, he goes, I'm going to shake your hand. I need more cops like you in this, you know. Well, that's I great. thought it was cool. Yeah, it was but good. But, you know, back then they were sort of frowned upon drug arrests. That's though, what right? you called uh, an attaboy. Mm. Yeah, well, you you're get, right. You get your first attaboy. That's your first medal. You get a good attaboy. Yeah, it, it, to me, it meant a lot. You <laughs> yeah, know, because yeah, again, you know. Yeah. That's like when you go on somebody's back, attaboy, like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that—that's that, the old uh, police department expression: is that a thousand attaboys don't equal one. Oops! Ah, shit! <laughs> oh boy, I Come had, on, a, you heard I, that, I had right? a bunch of those. Got a lot of uh, shit. So you were turning thousands of attaboys. Oh in, right? man, they—they they, they cashed in cheap. Man. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, that one. I love that expression, but that's true in a lot of fields. Uh, you know? I guess it's true in any aspect. Thousand attaboys don't uh. equal one ah uh, shit. You know. So, uh, so you, so you making drug collars out there, and then you said you had a what, what kind of robbery was it? A bank robbery? Uh, no, a robbery of a jewelry store. A jewelry store. Yeah. How'd you get that? It was a funny thing. Was the, the field training uh, detective was like he, he was going in to visit his girlfriend down in, the, in transit, and he's like, "You stay in the car. Don't get in any trouble." I was like, "Okay." Next, you know what? I just look across the street. I actually saw like the door, like giving way. Yeah. I'm like, was it an earthquake? You know, and this. Big guy, he had to be about three hundred pounds. Came running out, and back in remember back in the eighties with the big gold rope yeah, chains, yeah, and, all yeah, that. Yeah. and he had two handfuls of jewelry, and he took off. So I chased him in the car. Was it Run from Run DMC with it, that chain? You know what? It really. It, it, it <laughs> well, could, it maybe he was getting his uh, girl like an engagement. Well, right I, I had to investigate on the arm, free though. He was getting <laughs> I, a free listen, engagement. He said, oh, "You want to get married?" She said, "Yeah, right. Let me go get you a ring." <laughs> yeah, it, uh, no, they were. And, I mean, they were literally like two feet long. They were uh -huh. big. Thick gold chains. Was this just a force robbery, or he, he didn't use a gun, did he? Well, at the time, I didn't know. I didn't know. So uh, I ended up chasing him. I chased him with the car. I got caught up in traffic, and I chased him on foot. Boom, tackled him, you know, cuffed him up, whatever. And now the detective comes out. Like, Where's your partner? Are you still, I, you're still I had another there? training cop with me who was right. like, I think I already had the guy tackled before he even got out of the car. Yeah. Like, he was like, oh, you know, what, what's going on? You know, right, can we right. do this? And then uh, the detective came out and was like, Where's the car? You know, he's starting to raise, raise us on the radio. He's yeah. like, I told you, don't get in trouble. I'm like, I'm in an arrest, you know? Yeah. So it worked out. It worked out good. <laughs> they don't want you getting in trouble. No, definitely not. <laughs> Paperwork it's for a, me? It's a funny thing that what could happen when rookies are out there. You know, the car, anything could happen. Well, when you don't know what you're doing, it's a little yeah. intimidating, right? Yeah, you know what? Somebody else having that responsibility for you. It's just like, hey, you were a sergeant. Yeah. You, you, uh -huh. know, you know, all of a sudden you make sergeant, now you got... I don't know, 20, 15, 20 people right. in the squad. You don't know them. Like, no, that's true. You know, you true. get some rookies, and now you're responsible for them. Like, you know what I always loved as a sergeant when they would call me to the scene to shit can a must arrest? <laughs> I would <laughs> yeah. love that. Sergeant, yeah, this guy, that's his wife. He sort of smacked the shit out of her. <laughs> and they, they want me to shit can. Yeah. I said, well, why is he not in handcuffs? Yeah. I go, yeah, you want And I used to give speeches in roll call. You want to shit can something? Don't call Be me. Be my guest. Just don't Do call it. Me. Shit can everything. But don't call me to the scene. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it probably would come back to haunt you, even yeah. though you weren't called or which is right, right, know, sure. You know how that rolls. But you know, if you want to have the balls to shit can something, do it. But don't you know call the boss to the scene, right? So you're that. rocking and rolling in uh, NSU there, and then uh, 
You get out of NSU and what happens? Where do you go? You go to the 4-6 precinct. Oh, so now you're in the oh Bronx, the busy place. I'm in the Bronx. Yeah, they, they you have no idea what the 4-6 was like back then. What were you benching before you got there? Were you benching in the 4s or what? No, no, I never broke 4. All right, uh, so you were in no. the 3s. You were ready. You were ready for... <laughs> I was in shape. I, uh, I, I got there and it was the same thing. I mean, how, how many reps did you do 315 with? Uh, a couple. Yeah? So he's ready. I used, ready to, do, I, four, I used to be able to put... Uh, one time on... Uh, Anage rules. I got. A, I was doing four hundred five. Anage rules. You knocked up four hundred five back in the day. Anage rule fifties, bro. Oh, so you were roiding it. You drop. You know, it's not roids. It's a pill. It's roids. I'm not shooting nothing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's some dangerous stuff. Some Diana yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. Diana balls shrink the balls. But yeah, yeah. He still put up three fifteen. Okay, so that's a long way from four hundred five. No, you, the way you do it is you got to get one guy spotting you on one side, the other guy on the other. One guy for you. in the back, and then one guy holds your legs down too. <laughs> we, 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 I'll give you a funny story. The four six, we had a, uh, there was a cop there. His name was uh, Curry. His last name, and uh, I mean, just a boozer, smoker. Just he was about five foot two. I don't think maybe the last time he did a push up was in the academy. Yeah. And somehow he got this bright idea. He's going to fight in the Golden Gloves. Uh-huh. So. You did a video of him training, and like you said, they put three plates on the bar, uh, and boom, he's banging them out, you know? And you're like, wow, this is amazing, you know? But then, like, the camera pans out, and it's like two people on the other side. <laughs> so, like, while he's doing it, like, he stopped. He's doing it with one hand, you know? <laughs> so, you know, another time, he's, like, hitting the heavy bag, and then he, like, lights up a cigarette, you know? It's uh, just, just hilarious. So he, we end up getting, like, three busloads of cops from the 4-6, and we go down to the Golden Gloves. Uh-huh. And we get there, and we took over. Know, and they nicknamed him Crippler Curry. So we have Crippler, <laughs> and the place is going nuts, you know. So this guy comes out, and now this kid, he's fighting. He was, you know, ripped, you know. Yeah, yeah. He was a boxer, you know. So you could see he was, like, nervous, you know. So Curry runs at him and just starts, like, so, like, after about five seconds, the, the real boxer was like, this guy don't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Boom, he hit him, like, one shot, in his, you know, on the yeah. side, and, and that was fight it. Was the over, fight right? was over, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, it was yeah. funny. It was like, in the, and then in the Daily News the next day, it was like, you know, Crippler Curry doesn't live <laughs> up to his name. The pride <laughs> of the 4-6. <four, laughs> <six. laughs> uh, it was pretty funny. But uh, Yeah, boxing, it'll expose you instantaneously. And a lot of people, they think they know they can do it, and then... Uh, they, they get in that ring, they make that mistake. You get sport, hit once, man. that's it, it'll straighten you out. But the 4-6, man, was no joke. The cops were tight, right? It was a tight crew. There's a lot of history that goes in the 4-6. I mean, I know a couple other precincts claim that title, but it was... How well, many cops were in the 4-6? In my time, we had yeah. 400 cops. Wow. You know, over the course of the tours. Yeah. You know, a day tour, 4 to 12, midnight. What tour did you do? What tour didn't I do? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, the, well, the, the nine squad chart, right? In the beginning, we had the nine, nine squad, the nine squad, and then then I went to steady midnights before there was steady hours. I mean, you did, I did steady midnights, yeah. Huh? Oh, You're I, a midnight creature. I have photos of me when I started midnights. Mm-hmm. I'm tan, in shape. You know, I made a collar, I take a picture, hold my yeah, gun. Yeah. Two years later, I took like the same picture. I'm like green. I lost like you know what. Pounds. Speaking of pictures, uh, what I saw those pictures that you posted up is the, are those part of your, your website? Uh, which pictures are we referring to? Well, all the pictures that you have with all the the, the collars that you made—it's really an impressive. No, you the ones you sent us to. Oh, those are my collars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. are those on the website? Uh I don't know. You I should put them were, on there. They were at one point. They're incredible pictures, man. Well, uh, we we, we got to share them with Rashad so we can put a couple. Yeah, I, of them d- I did share them. With you know, Rashad. most cops go, they go through their career. They got like maybe one, two pictures. The pictures I'm talking about is like when we have a table set up like this, and there's like money going across, and there might be some drugs. And then a couple of guns, whatever, you know, the, the team, the collar made. You got like, I, there's like 10, 15 different pictures. You know, and most of the time it's like you by yourself. Maybe there's somebody else. You could just tell these these are your collars. It's like man. a smorgasbord of, of so guns. So <laughs> many. And I just kept looking at the picture. And they're all different arrests, different collars. Some of them you said you got the tan. You could see you're on the deep ball. And the other ones, <laughs> it's, you know, you could see you're deep in the midnights, a little green behind the gills, you know. I worked with a lot of good cops and a lot of good bosses. Yeah. So, you know, it's not... Uh, so many pictures, me. man. Yeah, it was... And that was Polaroids. Now but you know something? Working the midnights, the real bad stuff happens on the midnights. Right? Yeah, there was a saying, after midnight, you're, you're, you're either coming home late from work or you're out to do some trouble. Let me you tell know? you something about yeah. Polaroids, man. We got these phones here, and they'll take a picture any freaking time, anywhere you want. 
But there's nothing better than those old Polaroids, man. And the the police department was so cheap with that film, too, right? I don't even know how they still last, but every once in a while, you'll be going through your things at home, you'll find a Polaroid. I remember my friend died, man. Maybe rest in peace. And um, I'm not going to mention his name here, but we went to his house afterwards, and uh, we were kids at the time, probably like 19, 20 years old. He died really young. And uh, we were in his... I think we might have been in the bedroom, just the friends there, bullshitting, talking. And his little brother came in, and he goes, he hands us a stack of Polaroids. And it was uh, all Polaroids of him with girls. But the, what he used to do was he'd get the girls to get on top, like riding them. And then he'd reach underneath <laughs> his, his his bed there, and he'd pull out the Polaroid, go, chick, chick, and he'd just put the camera back oh like this. God. So there was just a stack of girls' poops that were, like, riding him. His whole stack. And we're looking at him, and we're, like... Uh, uh, rest in peace. We buddy. just got an R rating on this show. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> the topic changed. I but know, uh, I, yeah, the Polaroids were great, man. Yeah, that was good stuff. But now they got the digital cameras and phones. And well, even the pictures we take with our own phones are great pictures, yeah. right? No, no, they're great. But uh, you, you know, there's something nostalgic about those yeah, uh, sure. those pictures, definitely. You know, and uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of them, man. You, that's amazing. And you you mentioned in your bio uh, that you you were only on the street for 11 years. Well, what happened was, uh, okay, I got hurt. I, I came inches away from getting a disability pension. Mm-hmm. So that put me out for like, I was out sick almost six months. So when I you was, say, you mean getting three quarters? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I was an inch away from getting three quarters. How'd you get hurt? I chased a guy on the roof. Guy was doing like a burglary. And uh, he went up to the roof and there was like a puddle up there and I slipped. I was more embarrassed than anything. Oh, shit. He got away and then I went to get up. My leg was like triple the size and... And the only job in the world where people are high fiving you, like, yeah, you're gonna be a cripple, but you're oh, gonna get out disability, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they carried me. Living over. with it is tough, though. Living with the would injury. you tear the ACL? I my ACL, my cruci- uh, my cruciate ligament. I tore my meniscus. I'm, uh, you're yeah. Russian. You got a Russian ligament. I, in I actually. Uh, <laughs> you got the cruciate ligament. I, 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 cru- cruciating. Uh, cru- cru- cruci- there's a cruciating pain. <laughs> and I actually fractured my patella, my kneecap. Anyway, oh, in that one incident. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, I was out almost six months sick, which is unheard of, with no surgery. Uh-huh. No I went, surgery. I went back to work, and I was, what do they call it, restricted? When you, yeah. you know, so I was doing that for like 18 months. I just couldn't afford it anymore. Right, So right, my right. CEO at the time you're was... You're the overtime. You're missing out on the overtime. I, yeah, so so basically, so so it equates into those years. You can mm-hmm. minus two years for that. Uh, and then uh, I was jammed up for a little bit, and I got a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. So uh, I actually was... I got a year disciplinary probation. Wow. And actually turned out to be two years because when you're out... Sick or restricted doesn't count. Your clock doesn't start ticking. Right, right. So I had to do a year like that. And you know, what do you mean when you are sick? So if you okay, so let's say you get put on disciplinary probation. Oh, okay. And it's a one year time period. If you're out restricted, oh. even though you're back to work, your clock doesn't count. It doesn't. Start oh, so even that. though you're supposed to be giving them a year back with the restricted, so I end up doing two years. Uh, and and I, this is a little side note. When I actually went back to work, I made a hundred and twenty-four arrests in one year. And one year on disciplinary probation. Wow. Now, most people get TS. They answer the phone. You don't want to do anything. Yeah. I, you know, which is a smart thing. And, and, and looking back, it was probably the stupidest thing I've ever done. On and the where, where were you working at that time? In the 4-6. Four, 4-6. Six. Four, six. Yeah. You in a squad? No, no, no. Never. That's, that's my claim. It's just a cop. Yeah, because it's hard to make... Um, you know, when you're in the squad, you can make... You pick up a robbery pattern. You could call like three or four people, five people, charge them with a robbery. That's just you know, and, and that's one night. If they make a hundred and twenty-seven arrests when it's just a cop on patrol, mostly the time grabbing one person. It's a hundred and twenty-seven different collars and a hundred and twenty-seven nights. So every time you came to work, you were looking basically, right? Pretty much, pretty much. I'd go to work, and and we my my theory was we, I'd always start. It was like fishing. You start off early, if you catch a big fish, like a gun, you took it. You uh-huh. know, I was more of a pride thing than right. the overtime thing. And then when it came to the late, you know, the end of the tour, now it's about money. Anything, right? Did, well, but I, you know, drugs. You grab a you know, decent mm. amount of drugs. But in the 4-6, they were diving through the window of the radio car, right? You know what? <laughs> you know what's funny? They used to say that about gun People used <laughs> like to say. Like zombies, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me come with you. Take me away. There were some There were some buildings in the 80s where we would roll, you know, the end of the 80s, we would roll up and at any given time, yeah. just five zombies would be walking out. You'd be like, all right, empty your pockets, you know? And, uh, but it, it, you know what? A lot of people used to say, oh, you work in a 4-6, you know, guns fall out of trees and, it wasn't. Right, right. No, you had to work. Of course, you, had to work. you have you had to, to work. work for it, yeah. You know, and and 
that was my thing. But, you know, getting back to the numbers, so uh, I was jammed up for a little bit, and, you know, I got sent to the borough for a little, bo- for a little while. And, uh, so I so you got to know all the big bosses in the borough. Yeah, I'll give you a funny story. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was working at the borough, and uh, it was Chief Pinero, who was the chief of the Bronx. Yeah. So when I got there, it was called The Wheel. And I got there, and he says, Officer, I don't want to know what you did or didn't do. or what you, but While you're working for me, you're going to work hard. I'm like, yes, sir, yes, sir. And I never took a meal. I would just sit there and answer the phone. So one day he comes up to me. He goes, I notice you don't go for a meal. I'm like, that's correct. He's like, you're entitled to a meal. I says, I understand that. He goes, well, I'm telling you, go take a meal. I go, I'm sitting here with no gun. I go, I'm here because trouble follows me. <laughs> I go, I am not walking around the Bronx with no gun. I go, if you don't mind, can I just eat my food here? You know, he's like, ah, you're crazy, but okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So then finally when it came up in the orders that I got back, you know, full duty, yeah. he came to me, he says, you know, I heard a lot of things about you, some good, some bad. He goes, but you're you know, a good worker. And he goes, I'd like to have you stay here. Mm. And I looked at him, I said, what, are you kidding me? Well, people would cut their arm off. Monday to Friday, yeah. you know, whatever hours you wanted, you know. To, but no overtime. No, no. You, you, no, you had, they were getting 50, 60 hours. Wow. They were getting any, any detail. They That's were getting, a lot, though, they were 50, getting some, 60. Well, I, I said, sir, I says, I, I appreciate the offer. I said, but I didn't become a police officer to answer phones. I says, you know, goes, so you're telling me you want to go back to the 4-6? I said, yes, sir. He goes, you know, they told me you were crazy when you got here. He goes, now I know you are. He goes, get the hell out of here, you know, and I went back. But, That's great. You know, sp- uh, speaking of overtime, one of my uh, pet peeve claim to fame. In your day, what was the big amount of overtime? Like if you, well, if you made over 100, that you were, was you like. You were a hero. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. a month? Yeah, yeah. In a, in a month. If That's you broke the 100, you were, you were like, you know. You were a hero. I did 240 cash overtime. <laughs> 240. Wow. Yeah, and that was non-911. That was just arrests and. Well, you must have been a zombie too, walking around because you got to be awake for that. Well, you know what? I was. I mean, I had a. Were I, you married at the time? No, no, no. I was married, and and you know, I was living there. I mean, there was you know, if you had a three day swing, I was. I did like twenty four hours, twenty four hours. 20, you know, so you're, you're getting forty, sixty hours on your three days. So off, you, you would know? you would um you would collar up before you swing out and get three days overtime. Well, coincidentally. This particular month that I did the 240, I mean, we, we had a pickup of an armed robbery of a taxi cab. Well, it turns out, like two blocks earlier, he robbed another cab. It was a group of like four kids, right. four or five kids with a gun. So then it turns out it was a robbery pattern. So we closed out like, I don't know, it was like 11 or 12. So you're part robbery. of the investigation, too. Well, so I was yeah. doing lineup, show up, things right, I've never right, done. Right. You know, considering mm-hmm. I was in uniform, you know, doing this, and, and it, it went on for days. How come you were never offered to go into the squad or rip <laughs> or something like that? Well, uh... Uh, where do I start? Again, start. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I was, uh, I mean, I made, a, I made a bunch of bribery arrests. And I don't know if you're familiar with the integrity report. Yeah, sure. You, you know, you go down there and some detective interviews you. And, you're, you know, it's supposed to be like a, a, a stepping stone to go somewhere. Right. So my first one, I didn't have enough time on. He goes, well, I could recommend you for anti-crime. So I didn't want to waste the bribery on that or whatever. So I think he gave me some career points, which uh-huh. adds like a year to your, you know, your, your resume, which meant nothing. And then I went for a second bribery, which was like a really good one. I grabbed two guys and they were dealing drugs they had a briefcase of drugs it was like 10 grand cash and like 10 grand in drugs and i not only got them on tape i actually got them to sign a document like a contract saying wow. <laughs> yeah yeah which is how much were they going to give you it was they had 10 grand cash they had it on hand and uh and they had like i think it was like 250 bags of heroin and a whole but like eight ounces so you can keep the stuff they're like keep <laughs> exactly the way i wrote it out you could you know you can keep all the proceeds of this briefcase and Counted out the money, and you know, in front of them, I said, "Look, I don't want no debate here. How much you're offering me?" And, uh, and I says, "You know, and you want me to drop all the charges and make like this?" And, you know, they were like, "They signed it, like no problem." <laughs> and uh, everyone told me, "Oh man, you're gonna get your shield out of this," you know. So I went back down to the integrity review board, and it was the same detective, you know. And when you go down there, you sign a, a book when you walk in. It's, right. it's not a big book, so mm-hmm. you, you know, literally, in, you could flip a page and it'll go back like five years because it's not. A this is what this detective does every day. He just interviews people that have made bribery arrests. I don't know if that's his sole. It was his sole function in life, but yeah. at the time, that so. seems like a lame function. Well, I went yeah. back down a second well, time. The, he was the gatekeeper to the getting your shield. <laughs> uh, well, no, to, to, he, to send you on a path, a path to go to yeah. a boss and say, "Hey, this yeah. guy's." Also, oh, to get you into an investigative unit. Yeah, so he at could the have time, helped you out. He's like, "Yeah, hey, what are you looking to do on the job?" I said, "Well, eventually, I'd like to become a detective." I says, "But it's not." You know, I dabble with the issue. You know, yeah. it, it seems pretty. He says, "You have any specialties?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You're elevator mechanic oh, or heavy." And he, I said, "Do you no. know a chief?" <laughs> that was exactly his next words. Well, he yeah. goes, "You have a hook on the job." I said, "The only person I know is you, and we just met for the second time." Yeah. He said, "Well, I'm going to tell you, don't waste the interview on that because you'll never get it." 
I was like, okay, put me in for narcotics. Well, I never got called. I went down a third time. I went down a fourth time. Finally, I'm like, These God. are all bribery cases? Yeah, yeah. And I went down a fourth time, and I was like, God, you don't, like, recognize me? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then narcotics called me, but I, I, it was funny. I went for the narcotics interview. It was pretty funny. It was about, I don't know, two dozen people taking, the, you know, the interview. And they walked in, they handed out, like, a, a like a, you know, a four-page thing you have to fill out. And they said, all right, you have 20 minutes to fill this out, you know, so guy walks out of the room i don't know let's say there was two dozen of us there uh, two dozen 23 people pulled out the pre-filled out form i was the only one that filled it out there you know yeah. then when they interviewed me the chips they I, I walked in the everyone that would walked in like for the interview two minutes later they would walk out and they'd be like oh thank you see you soon you know see you know patting them on the back i walked in i sat like i guess there was like a chief or yeah. the captain or whatever whatever I, I sat there for it seemed like an hour, but it was like five minutes. Yeah. And they were just looking at my folder and they're just looking at and no matter what I said was wrong. You had so many uh shits. Uh, oh man, I, I that's a <laughs> You whole, had a lot of attaboys, uh, but there's a lot of uh shits you know in there. Yeah, I, I, I had some I had a bunch of those. Yeah. I had a bunch of those. I but, mean because uh, five bribery of us you would think that would have catapulted you to a no. rip or to a narcotics or anywhere you wanted to go. Now, I was involved in a bribery arrest once. I didn't take the arrest. Some other some other sector had it. And yeah. they were like, oh, we need another unit here. I was around the corner. I go there. I'm like, you know, you search the car? Like, yeah, yeah, nothing, but they're real nervous, you know? I look in the back seat. There was a shopping bag full of money, full of cash, full. And I'm like, wow, oh, the guy says he owns a business. I go, that's 2 o'clock in the morning, you know? So the next thing you know, I find a big mm-hmm. bag of freshly smuggled in heroin, like wow. the golf balls that they swallow, like, you know, they put in the yeah. condoms or whatever. So next thing you know, it, I... I Pull the guy out, and I start talking to him, and he's like, look, I can't go to jail. He's like, take the money, just give me back the drugs. And I, the sex that I called. Give me back, he's, he's negotiating with him. Two story, two story. <laughs> then he's like, he had a brand new SUV. He's like, all right, take the SUV, take the money, I need the drugs back. So me, I was like, listen, you have a gun? Can you get me a gun? He's like, no, nah, I'm a businessman. I'm, I don't deal with, you know. Like, meanwhile, he had A1 felony right, weight. Right, you know, you right. can go away for life for that, you know. So we end up, uh, Take him into the precinct. I told the, the sector, you know, there was a sergeant that was in that car. And he's like, all right, you know, run, you know, run the magic, you know. So I get him back, and we get him on tape, and he's like, I can't get your gun, but you want more money? I'm like, where are you going to get more money? He goes, I'll call my brother up. Called his brother up <laughs> in Staten Island. Came with $10,000 to the 4-6. We grabbed him on the concourse, and we locked him up. So for both of them. The guy ends up becoming an informant, the, the first brother. Yeah. Ends up, the feds picked him up. They end up doing, like, I'm not kidding you. It's something out of a movie. Like, they would go, like, international warrants. And wow. He, he gave up kilos of heroin, and he gave up homicide or whatever. So it was written up. And it was myself, my partner, who, you know, again, I'm not making this sound like I did this. You know, my partner was right along, right, you know, sure. helped me out with this. And and then the other, the other car that had it, the sergeant's driver, took the collar. So we, when it was put in for the medal, it was denied. It was only AO and partner. Meanwhile, that would have been, like, Easily a shield, you know. So, yeah, sure, the, sure. so the bribery, the bribery collar path didn't really help me out. No. You know, it's funny is because you said that. Uh, do you really want to let me out of here? Trouble has a way of finding me. When he was sitting in um, at the wheel. Yeah. Trouble, and I don't have a gun on me. But it's also too the the way that, like, for example, it also finds you around. Drugs and guns, 100%. And bribery, 100%, arrest, hundred percent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I never, nobody ever bribed me. Uh, you know what? You know uh, what I'm saying? Like I always joke around. I says, you know, twenty years on the job, I never got offered sex, drugs, or money to look the other way. Talk about bad luck, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my point in that is, when I say that, is just that you know, you were <laughs> five times, man. It's like you know what? Uh, I was a lot of time, right place, right time, or wrong place, wrong time, or whatever, or, mm-hmm. you know, what have you. Uh, I mean, my first shooting was off-duty. You got thing. involved in five shootings, too, right? Yeah, I was involved in five That's shootings. That's okay. We got to cover all those. Start off with the first uh, one. Well, my first one, I, I <laughs> just... off-duty. I was, yeah, I just came you back. You were off-duty? Yeah, I just okay. came back from Florida. I was like two weeks in Florida, you know, like doing the whole spring break thing, you sure. know. You all tanned up. I was all tanned up. Probably had a shirt open just like this. Just like that. Maybe just a like blazer. That. Maybe yeah, a blazer. I wasn't sporting the blazer then. You know, were you and showing the guns? Were the guns out? Yeah, the guns were. They were. They were. How out. many guns did you have on you? <laughs> so uh, a four six cop off duty carries three. <laughs> well, so I. I uh, turns out I, I just bought a brand new car before I left, and they made a mistake on the VIN number. So when I got back, 
Yeah, I got a whole stack of mail. It was one of those Bronx cars. No, you make a mistake on a VIN number. I don't know. Bottom line was they dropped my insurance. So I had a brand new car parked in front of my house for no two insurance. weeks with no insurance. So I said, what do I got to do? They said, well, considered now it's a used car. You got to go get a photo inspection of the car. You must have been scared shit. Well, as a cop, you know, I don't want to get jammed up or whatever. So I was like, all right. So I got to go. I had to go get a photo inspection in the 4-7, Gun Hill Road. So a buddy of mine came. That's uh, a, that's an appropriate name for that neighborhood, too. Gun Hill Road. Gun Hill Road. To yeah. say the least. Yeah. So it turns out I'm, I, I took my, my buddy's younger brother, a high school guy, and uh, so we go and get in, get in you know, that take 10 minutes, you know, so they're taking a photo. So I hear, like, a commotion outside. So I'm like, oh, you know, typical me, I go outside. And I didn't know it at the time, but I later found out there was a guy beating up his wife, like beating her to a bloody pulp, yeah. which I didn't know at the time. Uh, there was a mechanic... You know, Boston Road had a lot of auto shops, so whatever. Big mechanic uh, intervened, and the guy jumped in his car and took off. So this is what I'm coming out to. I hear the commotion, I get out, and he screeches off in his car to the, you know, Boston Road, big long blocks, yeah. and it's wide. He screeches off, goes up to the corner. I'm watching. Now the mechanic is crossing the street, not going back to work. Well, the guy makes a U-turn, mm. and I'm like, no way, no way. He's and right, run him over, doing like 60 miles an hour, literally. You know, I don't know, I'm on the sidewalk and, you know, the street, which is, you know, 10, 15 feet away, hits the guy. Oh. Guy goes in the air like the little rascals. I mean, I kid you not, both bones coming out of his thighs. His, his, you could see his skull. And I'm like, I, I was like, and then the guy crashed. And then you shot him after No, that? the guy, the guy that hit him crashed, <laughs> gets out of his car. So I'm like, I got to do something. So I take my shield out, put it on my neck, yeah. my badge, you know, I take my off duty and I'm trotting along chasing him. So I chase him about a block, block and a half. He he carjacks a, a livery cab, and he gets in. He gets okay. So then you got the driver, the rear passenger was right behind the driver, little old lady. He rips her out of the car and then reaches to the front, puts something to the guy's head, and it's like take off. So now the driver throws it in park and runs. Well, now I'm on the rear passenger side. So again, unbeknownst to me, was more mechanics were coming out to chase him. So I had the lead chase. Right. So it was almost like the Goodfellas. Was it was a Goodfellas or uh, Bronx Tale? But a guy runs on one side of the car and he comes out the other side. When yeah. it comes out to me, I got my. I'm like, police, don't move! And he comes upward. Now, to this day, I saw a gun. Yeah. You know, turns out he just misses me, runs by me. I'm like, please drop it, please drop. It. And then he turns around a second time, swipes at me. I move, and from me to you, I shoot him. Mm-hmm. What and was I, it he had in his hand? He had a knife. Oh, he had a knife. He had a knife, yeah. So I swear it was a gun, though. So that was good enough. 100%. 100%. But, uh, and so now, I, you know, I got him. He's on the floor, and he's laying face down. I'm still covering him, you know. I got four shots left. I got this young high school kid, my, my, my best friend's younger brother, came with me to take the ride. So And he was a big kid, this, uh, my friend Rob. And, Is he uh, stomping him? No, no, it's funny. <laughs> so, so now, you know, so, so now we're, you know, we're, we're in the 4-7, and all of a sudden, people <coughs> start coming out of the woodworks. Like, yeah. You shot that guy. You, now we're getting surrounded. I'm like, Shit. this is going bad. No radio, nothing. nothing. Off duty. I'm like, you know. So I, I you're tanned. You look like I'm you're from tanned. Florida. I'm looking. Yeah, I got the I got the four <laughs> shots left. So so I tell him I go. So I tell the, I tell him I go. Rob, I go. Take my back. Take your wallet out. I just keep screaming. NYPD. Policia, policia. So he's yelling. Back the f up. Back the f up. NYPD. And this is the kid that you. This is the kid. He's like he's like, he's like a freshman in high school. But he was a big kid. Big kid. You know. So he's. I said, look. So finally. Now, one guy's closing in on me, you know, and I'm like, back up, dude, back up. I go, I'll do you like I did your friend. And he's, like, squaring off with me. So I punch him with my, with my off-duty. Yeah. Wow, whack him that, that'll get his attention. So next, you know, cars stop showing up. and, and, and So good when the, when the cavalry, oh, the cavalry showed there, up. Man. They whisked me so away good. or whatever. And, and uh, uh, there was, the funny thing was, was uh, I shot the guy, one shot, but the bullet went in, out, in, out of his thigh, and fragmented it to three fragments Hold in on. his knee. <laughs> God bless you. Sorry so, about that. So, so he had four bullet holes and three fragment holes. So they gave me a hard time over that, saying like... Oh, like you shot him more than once. Yeah, well, what happened was they did a canvas and they had... No, no, You're this so is, badass. Dude, this you, is magic bullet. <laughs> you were so badass so, as a cop, man. So, so when they interviewed me, they're like, well, we know you have other guns. You know, like, I, I'm a gun advocate, you know, and they're like, we well, you know you have... I'm like... Like, what did you think I was, Yosemite Sam? Like, yeah, why would, yeah. like, because what, so what they did was they, they, they interviewed a bunch of people. Was uh, this, was this IAB? Yeah. Yeah, they gave me a hard time over Because, you know, when we, uh, when I, I was in homicide for almost 10 years, and we investigated the police shootings, and IAB would come along, but they didn't know what they were doing. 
they would just see right, what right. we they were doing just, and say, "What happened?" You know. No, no, yeah. so, so they were like, "Oh, it's, you know, what's with this four bullet hole thing?" You know. So, yeah. so anyway, That's what my bullets do. Hey, magic the magic the, the, the Kennedy of the magic bullet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so the interesting was we had about thirty people say they only heard one shot. Right. I had about five people come in to testify for me in the grand jury, and which you know. So, so now I go to one, the grand jury, the one eighty eighty day, you know, to testify if it's a you know justified shooting. So I'm, I'm in uniform, and this guy comes up to me. He's like, "Man, you look sharp, officer." I said, "No, oh, thank you." He's, Man, look at all the medals you got. I'm like, "Cause you a hero." I'm like, "Hey, tell me more, you know, tell me more." He goes, "I want to shake your hand." So I'm like, "I just figured it was just somebody in the grand jury." Well, chamber. don't tell me it was the guy that you the shot. guy I punched in the head. Oh, the guy you punched. No, in the, head. the guy I punched. He goes, "You don't remember me, do you?" I'm like, "No, I, I, I have no idea who he was." And he's like. I'm the guy you hit in the head with your gun. He goes, I was there to help you. He goes, I saw you were upset. He goes, that's why I backed up. I mean, how you know what? You know, as bad as the Bronx was, there was still a lot. You were good people. There was good people. Beating everybody up, man. No, no. Good guys, bad guys. (laughs) Deputizing kids. Who's the cat that don't cop out? (laughs) So listen, we covered covered, uh, one shooting. There's four more coming up. Yikes. uh, (laughs) In detail. (laughs) How many times did you get shot? I never got shot. Really? I mean, I've, I've been shot That's the way you do it. Yeah. My next we shoot shooting. people and we don't get shot. What? But, yeah, thank God they a bad aim. You know, uh, was right, this, we're going we're gonna to wrap up for the first chief, hour here. Right? That was so, your 38 Chief, too, was, right? Yeah, that was. That's yeah. a good gun. The, the five chief. shot. It yeah. worked. Yeah, it I got worked. four more. Those My bullets, vo- one <laughs> shot, eight holes in you. One what? shot, four kills, yeah. <laughs> Back up. You got those heat-seeking bullets from a 38. Yeah, man. It worked. Special. He was a... Surface-to-air missiles. They used to always badmouth the 38s, but you know that day it They're worked. reliable, He could put them in a bucket of concrete, man. Wet concrete. He dropped so fast. I was like, wow, I did that. You know, like it was just, a, and then like he was laying down. Yeah. And it turns out the guy was on parole. He was a real badass. Uh, How, what happened to him health-wise? He was, he was out of the hospital. The, the guy that he ran over was in a hospital for like six months. Like he was really like bad, you know, yeah. and he was out of hospital. Like, listen, you got, I hate to say it, but a police officer gets shot and, you know, if I got shot in the pinky, I'd probably, died, I yeah. would bleed out. You know, this guy got, you know, four bullet holes and he was out in like in a day, mm. you know, and, uh. He got perps blood. Yeah. It heals heals quicker. As badass as he was, he was laying on the floor. He's like, you shot me. And I'm like, shut up. You know? (laughs) And he's like, I'm going to die. I'm like, shut up. You know, I'm starting to feel bad almost. Almost, you know? You don't have a very good life anyway. (laughs) Well, and and he's like, and he actually goes, hold my hand. I don't want to die alone. And I'm like, shut up. Hold my hand. That's so gangster. I was like, I don't want to die alone. And I was like, I'm a thug, but hold my hand, officer. So then I held his hand for an hour. And we, and we, we prayed and together. We connected. We prayed. Uh, and was... we've been together ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent him some comments every morning, yeah, but, you good, know, that's man. another story. But, uh, Imagine that love story. Like yeah. a cop shoots the guy. You ever, you ever run into someone that you shot years later out on the street? I, oh, oh, I'll tell you what, my second shooting... Uh, oh, oh, wait, 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 we got to go to the okay. second hour. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, there's too much here, The man. world too of much. shooting, it's so wonderful. <laughs> we got four shootings to cover in the next hour. Oh, that might not, we not even, might not have enough time for that. I'll make them quick. But um, <laughs> why, man? They're great stories. Okay, so that was the first hour with Walter. Great, great cop from uh, from the Bronx, from the 4-6. Four, 4-6. Six. Four, six. Um, so many, so many. He's, uh, for the second half, he's gonna break out the rack. He brought it with him today. <laughs> he's got his coin. He's got everything. everything. He's got a lot of buff material. All right, Walter, man, that was great, man. Hey, thank you, fantastic, man. I can't thank wait till the much. second hour. Oh, yeah, me Appreciate too. it. All right, we'll be back. Police off the cuff out. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.